right, are you there, Joe? Have you uh, had the apple fritter at McDonald's yet? Are you asking the crowd or me? You. I'm asking you. <laughs> and Folks, don't... I don't know if you've had the apple fritter. Joe, have you had? No, I haven't. Uh, they have that new line of baked goods to like compete with their like Starbucks like McCafe kind of market vibe, you know? Um, it's good. But it's really just a fat Little Debbie. Mm. It's like a honey bun. It's delicious. I grew up on Little Debbie's. I'm not complaining, but it's a $3 Little Debbie at the McDonald's. But I think that was today what I had for breakfast. It's hard. My day's kind of mixed together. The, yeah, it's one of those things where the shape of it is kind of, you know, where where a normal cinnamon roll, you can see the roll. This is more just like the indent. They have the a roll. cinnamon roll. I haven't had the cinnamon roll yet. The fritter's more my speed. It's kind okay. of gooey and glazy throughout, and that's kind of my vibe. Mm. I like it gooey and glazy. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> um. Jeepers, let's see. Oh God, what have I, what's been? I mean, there's so much going on in the world. I mean, really, the last couple episodes we did were, were about the election. Well, politics are over now. Biden, but it's done. Office. It's canceled. Yeah. We yeah. never have to worry about it again. Yeah, that's far from the Get truth. Get back to our lives. That's far from the truth. From what I'm seeing <laughs> on Twitter lately. God, but you know, I've been um, finally been able to kind of check in on other issues and see what. What else is going on? Uh, I'm a married guy, but I have a lot of single friends. And I was reading an example of this. And I think uh, single people don't tell they're married and shipped up friends enough. Like Joe's a single guy. He's not married, but he is unavailable, right? He's in. Unavailable. Yeah. He's in pending. a. You know what I mean? Well, he's, a pending lawsuit. He's in a trial run right yeah. now. Uh, he's he's in his 90 day free trial. And we don't know if we're going to cancel before it's over or if it's going to be a, uh, a monthly commitment. But the, so, I mean, but single single people they don't tell people like me and joe enough about like how hella racist people are in dating apps have you seen this lately joe um yeah i, I mean you know when i was on dating apps years ago you yeah. okay so you did some app dating see tinder mm -hmm. was new right before i started dating my wife so um before she was my wife, of course. So I didn't have the experience, I think. But uh, like people have called, I, I think I've, I've seen this. There's such a racial divide in our culture and then physically here in St. Louis, like literally like uh, social geographic patterns. But uh, probably lots of other places are like that too. But um, I've just, I've, I've, I've heard about it in dating a lot. It's something I was thinking about the other day and that like, uh, so just asking like white guys, like my like my white guy friends. And you don't have to tell me. But for you, ask yourself, how often do you take a genuine interest in building any kind of relationship with people outside your bubble? Like your Judeo-Christian, white, suburban, varsity bubble. There are sometimes minorities in that bubble, but they're often like a fetishized second-class stand-in to like this patriarchal narcissism, I guess, is the word. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. It's wild out there, folks. Like, <laughs> as a fat kid, I get you know, I get just a glimpse of the horror of dating as a lesser, lesser species. You know what I mean? And the gay community gets called out this like out for this a lot. Like on Grinder and stuff, you see uh, people advertising no fatties or no Asians or sometimes literally Caucasian only or Caucasian preferred. Literally, Google it. It's wild. I've seen you know you can see screenshots and uh, and people will tell you like for real like it's uh, it's hard out here. Even in 2020, uh, ask your friends for real. Ask your mixed race friends that you claim to have. Ask your black friends that you act like you have. Ask them what it's really like trying to find not just you know relationships, but any kind of friendship in a in a segregated kind of uh, uh, culture that so many of us are found, kind of locked into. You know what I mean? I found the turd. It's it's just hanging off of the back of his tail here. We should address that later. Anyway, you were saying, I'm, I'm not trying to ruin the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, your cat is, uh, I agree completely. I think, you know. There was shit stuck to the cat? Yeah. And I think, yeah. So you can see it right there. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Let's and then the it, that's the shit that got on your coat? <laughs> that's the coat. Yeah. The that's shit. the coat shit. Yeah. Um, anyway so i i completely agree i think that's actually more of you should notice that um there's oppression there's more comfortable oppression in the and people, maybe oppression not of, even the right word but just the prejudice and i'm not i don't want anyone prejudice. to date somebody they're not attracted to but i also don't think people leave themselves that door um open like when you even little kids you know uh they picture like their fantasy of what romance could be in their adult life or whatever, they picture it in a very binary sort of whitewashed kind of a way, right? Like we all grew up watching Julia Roberts and Sarah Jessica Parker struggle to find love in this big crazy world that also happened to be exclusively affluent and white and apparently free of STDs, yeah. like Elysium. Like it's just a bunch of beautiful blonde rich white people just walking around. Yeah. And even if they're like, and they're all waitresses and artists and they can live in high rises in Manhattan. Like what? And they're never struggling. I'd to... love to see like the episode, like where Phoebe has to be a substitute teacher, but then she has to sell plasma to buy groceries with, you know what I mean? Right. Like where's the dark, awkward reality? Like, I don't think there was an episode of Mindy where, uh, people were, she was actually being honest about how terrible, uh, not just men, but all people can be on like online messaging and dating and chatting kind of uh, sphere. You know what I'm saying? Like people say like crazy shit. Yeah. I kept interrupting you. No, no, it's okay. But I think, it, you know, they never have a problem of keeping their, they never have the problem of work life getting away of their social life. That's the problem that these movies have. Oh yeah. They remove so much from it. Like um, as much, it's all uh, perfectly balanced. Well, and there's just, um, yeah, it's just not real. It's just not, I mean, it's not representative of, but for so many of us, like, that's where we get our cultural cues from. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just something I wrote down. But it's obviously um, been upstaged by the cat shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. We can edit. No, this is, King's, this is King's fault. And <laughs> this is how he's going to learn, is that's going to be his introduction to the world. We have listeners all over the world. <laughs> and he's tracking literal yeah. cat shit across my studio. So, yeah, 
Um, I I thought this episode was going to be called Fat Little Debbie, <laughs> but now it's got to be literal cat shit. Uh, I was doing this math in my head this morning. I was trying to think about um. They talk about you hear all the time how one percent of the population controls more than fifty percent of the wealth or whatever. The the numbers always that was always a problem for me with campaigns that threw those statistics at you a lot. But like that was always kind of my um. That's hard to visualize, and so I was thinking about. In high school, I took this really cool class called Discrete Math, and one of our first assignments was to try to bring in something that represents a million of something, and in a way that we could divide it and pass it out, and it's feasible that it could be counted and whatnot. And so I was really, really struggling, and I was trying to think, like, can I go to Global Foods and get, like, a million grains of rice? Like, how do I know exactly? How am I going to count it? Um, Do I, I even asked my German teacher... I said, do you think I could borrow from your supply closet a million post-it notes or a million index cards? Because I thought, maybe, he would have that many. And uh, and finally, I went to a former uh, math teacher. His name was Greg Booth. He is He's not dead, I don't think. He was a lovely gentleman, very gifted genius. He could apparently uh, draw a circle, like a perfect circle, which apparently means... You're crazy or something. I heard that. That's a, that was the rumor then. But he told me to get a million digits of pi. And so I went online and found, you know, some someone else had done this where they had a million digits of pi. And you could copy it and paste it and into a Word document and print it. And I, and I boiled it down to like seven point font so you could still read it, still determine what it was. And I printed it and it was like 73 pages. And I was one of the only kids that got to do that assignment. I was one of the only kids that um, actually brought something in because nobody else had sought that outside tutelage to really try to think about exactly what a million um, is. We were all thinking initially about a million of the same exact thing, just one thing duplicated a million times, a million of these little blue guitar picks or something. Um, And that's obviously crazy, right? You can't even – it takes – way too long to linearly on your own count that many of those things. We couldn't have done it in time. So I was thinking about that because I'm trying to visualize if you look at our population, isn't it 300 something million people or 400 million people? Population of America? The United States. Yeah, it's uh. So let's say it's 400 million with all the babies and children. Mm-hmm. And recommended. Um, one percent of that how much 328.2 328 yeah okay so let's say it's just round down to three three million people 300 million no i'm talking one percent of that though oh, so one yeah. percent so of 300 million yeah you know what i mean it's still three million people that's a self-sustainable group three million people is a perfectly decent sized community you know what i mean it's i mean uh like a large city or something, but there's plenty of room for age range and diversity there. And I was thinking when I uh, made the joke about to myself earlier about the dating sphere in, in '90s television, like being like Elysium. I was thinking about like you know that's not that that's not that few people. Like three million. Like you originally think, oh, they need the masses to you know produce things and to do all the jobs and whatnot. But three million people, if everybody chipped in a little bit, I mean, that's a pretty nice little self-sustained little country club you got there. You know what I'm saying? Like if they all decide to bounce and go to Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Mars could sustain a million. But yeah, three I mean, million, three million, three million wealthy people. Right. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I think the the point of them though is that they aren't. So the point is that they exist on top of everybody else, which means leaving for Mars. There are going to be people who want to go to Mars, but the moment they're not the one percent, I think they're going to have a problem. The point of the one percent is that they can they they can't actually make money or exist without the rest of the population. So they they are three million, but they will never be. Like they 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 will only exist with us around, you know what I'm saying? Like in order for their wealth to grow to the point that it has, it needs in order the opposite their, end of the bell curve, right? But also in order for their wealth to have the power it does, mm-hmm. and in order for their wealth to do what it does, their wor- their wealth does what it does because it does what it does with us. Mm-hmm. The wealth does not do does like it doesn't do do what it's supposed to do with listen that one percent, sir. Yeah. Take a breath. <laughs> this COVID shit is fucked up. I'm going to say it. We're 13 minutes in. I can use the F word finally. I don't think we'll get shadow banned. Why is it fucked up to you? Dude? It ain't right, Joe. I mean, I just don't understand what we're doing. It's just so back and forth. Everyone's talking about we're shutting down. I don't see any shutting down happening. Okay. I see a lot of people out there without masks on. I just don't think. I mean, we finally hit 250,000 um u.s deaths and i just don't know like do you need the state to babysit your kids that bad for nine hours a day that bad i mean can we ask those people can we go get a medium in here get a channeling medium and ask each of those two hundred fifty thousand dead americans if what they think we're doing right now is is worth the sacrifice they involuntarily made for this big whoopsie we're all in and I know a lot of people, I know I know you're probably even going to bring this up, Joe, that it's not all COVID deaths. You know, if they say it's a COVID death, they get $50,000, the hospital does or whatever in federal um, yeah, aid. aid, you know what I mean? Because of the emergency status, which is not inappropriate. But, if, you know, if you have a guy who died anyway and there's COVID in the building, I know people are going to say that. Yeah. But even, I mean... Is that really is that really all? Is that really most? And I get it. I get that like, you know, all these people are gonna die anyway, you know, right? So forget about it, right? But I don't know. Maybe it's it just seems so distracting. Like I don't understand why we're not more You have to take a side though, Jake. Like you have to either take the side of you policing everybody else. Mm-hmm. Or you have to take the side of you know, why are these fucking boomers? Why are we trying to keep the boomers alive? Right. Why are we, why do we, like, why do I, I You hear a lot of that. You hear I'm, a lot of that out there. Well, I'm not working right now. I, right. I work at a restaurant and I'm not working. So like, so I'm not working. I'm not making any money. Okay, well, you can get unemployment. I'm, I make like $50 in unemployment. Right. And it's all to keep, uh, you know, Grandpa Lewis alive. And it's, it's really You have a grandpa named Lewis? No. My dog's name is Lewis. Well, yeah. and even, well, and it's, because it goes both ways too. It's like the things that um, they're not. It feels like you're. It doesn't the make boot. sense to um, for some people to stay home and work from home or whatever, but then for all their kids to be at school, that doesn't make sense, right? Because I mean, teachers are right. giving it to each other mostly. It seems, but um, that's why all the adults are working from home, so they don't get it from their filthy, disgusting coworkers, right? And. I don't understand that. Like, I mean, just the hypocrisy. It's like, um, just the pick, picking and choosing. It's either like, let everything happen. I can't go to a restaurant, but I have to go into 
public schools every you day. You can go into a restaurant. You know what I mean? But like, well, I mean, now, I mean, here locally, we're shut down again to like 25%. I don't, some places, I don't think you can dine in at all. Well, that's the thing is like, so we have a patio at the at the place I work at and you can go into it and it's, it's, I mean, it's basically inside with shutters and it's frustrating to me that like, and so we're creating these fake patios, all these restaurants creating these fake patios where it's like, cause it's winter proofed patio. And so everybody's, you know, huddled around these heaters in enclosed, you know, laminate patios. Yeah. They're space. like in a big tubberware there. Yeah. And it's, I let's mean, heat the air up enough to create some moisture so the virus can travel and right. then we'll all, we'll all huddle around it and we're not going to get any breeze in here because of the, yeah, that's just what I'm saying is like, I just don't understand. We knew the second wave was going to happen. Right. I mean, I don't know why there's not more rapid testing, more widely available. Number one, I don't know why my friends that don't have insurance can't get tested for free. I don't get it. I don't, I, I know that people are saying, oh, you just gotta do, you gotta go to CVS on a Monday. Uh, it's not, I mean, they're just not, they're not getting tested because they're being told they have to pay for it wherever they went. So, I mean, it has to be widely available and cost effective if you're really going to get people to use it as a preventative measure to spreading it. You know what I mean? I had to cancel a studio session just last, was it last week or two weeks ago because of the, um, just the exposure. And I don't think the guy that I was going to work with ever got tested, never experienced any symptoms. His roommate ended up testing positive, but literally because he couldn't figure out, um, a cost effective way to get tested, which is not his fault. He's a hardworking dude. I'm not blaming him. It doesn't, this doesn't work. This, the idea of a virus doesn't work in capitalism. That's the thing. It's just challenging so much of our, apparently our economy requires that um, everyone's kids are at school. And I'm not going to say that they shouldn't be. If you want your kids to be at school and they're at school, great. I hope it's safe. Yeah, but they set it up like that. But it's just, yeah, it's just not. Universities require it. It's just not feeling uh, that way. And, you know, I'm thinking like we never went back. To like pre nine eleven, and uh, you you and me were children, but you know maybe we should also check in with the quarter million Iraqi civilians we zapped out of existence for oil and lithium that we use in phone batteries, and maybe that's collateral damage. But like, if all of our tax dollars are fueling this military industrial complex, I think we should expect that the drone strikes are a little more accurate. I think we should expect that like maybe bomb a couple less soccer fields and weddings, right? And I feel that same way right now about this pandemic i'm like guys okay so now especially now the election's over it's like why don't i have rapid testing available why can't somebody come to my house and rapid test me on my front porch because that's the way you're going to get people to test themselves so they really know when they're at risk of spreading a virus around their community or family or whatever and thanksgiving's next week some schools here are going to be shut down for two weeks after thanksgiving uh Electively, they're choosing just to go virtual for two weeks after Thanksgiving because they don't trust people not to spread the virus amongst themselves over the break. And they're just going to let everyone stay home for two weeks to wait out any exposure threat, which is their right to do that. But I just don't understand why we can't get a handle on it to the point where people are just going to close schools for two weeks after a holiday. Does that sound crazy to you? I mean, I, and I'm and I'm hurting from it. I think like, and I keep I'm saying I'm suffering. It, I've got to be back in school. I mean, this this whole like, you know, I've got ADHD and I'm doing this stuff at home, and it's just it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And like, 
It's just hard and like. Well, and that's the other thing. It's like I don't want to necessarily work from home because we're. I, I mean, it's it was really lovely when we got to do it for. I mean, it was a really lovely change of pace. It was a nice. Um, it wasn't without its benefits, right? But, um, like you're saying, like I do feel more productive and more focused when I can transition to my building. I don't mind my commute. It's just long enough to be nice. Right. And, uh, and being in person, I definitely feel targeted more on the stuff that I have to do there. I don't have all these fun toys there around my desk. That would be a lot to bring every day. And the, but yeah, the, I mean, the greater issue is just, I mean, this, we're so hypocritical and, and picky and choosy about the safety. Yeah. The election, you know, I, I think this is frustrating, but it also makes sense. So you know, we all you know, our numbers really haven't changed too much since the right. election, but when but we were all in the voting booths, and but it makes sense because you can't tell people, oh, you can't vote in person because that's when people would freak freak out, right? But then also, it completely the people. But also, if everyone's wearing a mask, you can have COVID and go vote in a voting booth, and then leave. You you scrub in, you vote, you keep your mask on the whole time, you scrub out. You know what I mean? I mean. You'd really have to be exposed to somebody and not know that you have it uh, for them to get it. From what I'm reading, it's not like it's just automatically living on. People are just not really statistically getting it from surfaces and items as much as actual contact with other people, especially when they're talking or singing or, you know, sharing pop. Yeah. But I mean, also the, the, the stimulus in place. Can we talk about the stimulus for a second? Can we even talk about. The stimulus and bailouts and corporate welfare and how corporations are like interwoven of the very fabric of our government right now. And not just money and lobbying, but that like I had you look this up. CEOs of billion dollar corporations are going on to retire from those corporations to hold positions like supervisory positions in government. Who was the guy actually coincidentally just got fired? Elizabeth yeah. Warren was tweeting that this guy was a hero and that Trump was a monster for firing him. But we mm. were just talking about him last week because he was the former VP of Microsoft, Correct. and then he went on um, to be the like the I forget his position, but he was on the supervisory committee so of he was, he was, election stuff. Yeah, he was he was the elections. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was the election supervisor for widespread you know fraud. So yeah, like, he was the cybersecurity czar for Christopher Krebs. Chris Chris Krebs, that's yeah. the guy. Yeah, with Krebs with a K K R E I K R E B S. Mm-hmm. EBS director of cybersecurity and director of cybersecurity, which includes election guard, which is the software used on a lot of the um, ballot machines, which I use the ballot machine. I love a ballot machine. I'm not about the machines being the enemy here, but um, you would just think that would be a conflict of interest for, um, for an exclusively um, federal military funded uh developer to collaborate with microsoft to develop this software and then that guy is the guy implementing it just it's not even the the nepotism or the cronyism or the you know it's not just the conflict of interest there but you would also think there's an intellectual security conflict of interest with what you know those implications are i mean do people i just don't think people understand that and it's not about the political aspect as much as just the small group of people controlling so much of the wealth and then that wealth and influence fusing, you know, at a, at a um, conceptual level with, you know, our government. 
my wife hates when I talk about these things. And we're all here supposed to fight one another. Like, I'm supposed to be bad at my neighbor right now because instead of a by Don or BLM sign, she posts, you know, a Catholic opt-out statement of keep all life sacred at her front yard. Somehow, somehow she can assert her faith and imply a pro-life stance and undermine a totally unrelated movement all at once. But the thing that uh, really aggravates me is that I'm supposed to be mad about that. Like, that's not at all the real problem, really. Like, she's a sweet lady, and we like similar shit, and she has a cute dog, and he's old, but he's here. And, you know, the proverbial they want me to fight with her so that I'm not looking up at the real hellscape smoldering at the topmost levels of our civilization. That that when I, you know, I hear, I hear about these things, my wife is right. My For my mental health, I should not be pursuing scholarship of which... Um, corporate overlords are are infiltrating the government, right? I have plenty of my own anxiety and my own small little bubble of my life, right? Am I wrong? Is Am this I thing wrong? on? Is this thing on? <laughs> You're going to tell me that I'm wrong? No, I completely agree. Like, I, you know, I drive home and I see that and I think, you know, that's actually a really beautiful statement. But it's also so loaded with implications of the negative things it could mean. And then. But you said it yourself. You can't say things like they're everything is a gender as a uh, everything is a virtue signal. It's like you said it to me privately. You were like, you know, you can't like things like I'm pro family. That's, that's a, a controversial, controversial. That's a controversial position. <laughs> a controversial position. Apparently, if I'm if I'm pro family values, that also must mean that you hate um non-traditional non-nuclear families and any yeah, well, you know what i mean why like, being heteronormative what do you mean so you can have kids which i also totally face? get <laughs> it, but i just you know i hope it calms down now this cycle is over i'm hoping it gets really boring again it's chiller yeah. for sure chiller i feel chiller i don't feel like the need to check facebook as did much. you even have time to catch up on harry styles and address on vogue no, I actually... Like, what the fuck? I didn't know it was 1950, and all right. you had to do to draw a little attention to yourself was put on a dress. I released a live album last year, on the cover of which, in the entire night of, which is documented on YouTube, I'm wearing an old tarpaulin-like wedding dress. I thought it was a cute photo. I like Harry Styles. I like his music. I love his role in society, even. I'll even say I like the cover. I thought it was a cute dress. Objectively speaking, it's a brilliant stunt for him in Vogue. We're still talking about it. It's been like a week. It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of a stupid thing to even bring up. I just think it's a little weird that I only heard about it because people are mad about it. People are ma- he's not, he's not a minor. He's not like on the Disney Channel anymore. He's a grown man. He was on the Disney Channel. He wasn't One Direction from the Disney Channel. He was in One Direction. Harry Styles. That wasn't Disney. No, no. There was a band that was a spinoff. It was, it was, it was literally the Monkeys to the Beatles. Like there was One Direction, and then there was another band. I think. Oh, Town. Like, no, it was called. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Uh, it wasn't the Bad News Bears. <laughs> it was. Uh, I hate you so much right was, now. Damn it! It was. Uh, uh, that, uh, that jingle. Uh 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 oh. Uh. That's um oh 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 don't tell me oh uh, uh uh oh yeah come on big time rush big time rush and so yeah you're right big time rush was like the Disney yeah. Channel's response to One yeah, Direction so, yeah it was post Jonas Brother maybe yeah 
Like they went on their little hiatus. Mm-hmm. Stop wearing promise rings. I <clears> literally <throat> only heard that Harry Styles was even on the cover of Vogue because people were mad about it. Apparently Candace Owens um, thinks it's a, a, a an assault on masculinity. God, I love her. She's great. <laughs> what a goon. Yeah, you know, um, but, but it's also just like, it's like the equivalent of like wearing like tennis shoes with your suit. It's like, oh my God, oh, yeah. Phil Collins. It's like, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld is edgy because he wore Nikes with a blazer. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's like, good God, let me off of this time machine. Oh my gosh. Like, what year is it? And he's on Vogue. It's not like he's on GQ. He's on Vogue. He's just like. They put Harry Styles in a dress to distract us from the Microsoft conspiracy. Yeah. Or let's just talk about Jack White's guitar thing what's that distracting us what from? is that about did you yeah like we me and joe are huge uh fans of mr white and we keep getting the same video from like nine months ago over and over again in all of our suggested algorithms and we're like guys i've seen this one hello it's from like i'm surprised i don't know the exact date joe i wrote this down because um i didn't want to dig into it because i mentioned it to you and before i had time to look it up you fell really in love with it are you ready to talk about the libertarian bears oh my gosh guys don't address my audience. <laughs> what's happening out there and what we're, what's being hidden from us is beautiful. This is the most beautiful story. This is this is the next best writing to the Bible. I mean, I this is the best writing. This it goes the Bible, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and then this this article. By Goblet was a good one. Goblet, solid. Great it's book. like it's like its own saga. Yeah, it's its own book. And that's how I felt about fourth grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a saga. My teacher was very old. We had those um, those Mac desktops with the the clear acrylic back. Oh man! So you could they were different colors, and we we would get on Netscape and we'd play this game about finding Carmen San Diego, but nobody knew how to play it. Yeah. That's when I was reading Harry Potter four was fourth grade, and that's also I think the, wasn't that the fourth book? That's the year of the book. Year of the book, but he's but he kind of his age kind of starts from middle school on. So oh, that's yeah. right. They start at like ten or eleven. So he's like fourteen. You got to learn how to read before you can go to Hogwarts. Yeah. So I saw I heard just this headline. I heard that um, libertarians establish free town, but get run off by bears. Is all I know. And so I asked Joe to look into this. It's it's. <laughs> Dragon Lim- Liberty. Um, it's freedom. 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 Freedom the dragon. It's, a, it's based. So all these articles are based on a book by uh, Matthew Hungle uh, uh, Headling, I think is the way you pronounce it. Um, he's like a Pulitzer Prize finalist journalist. Um, he won like the George uh, Polk Award. He's a really big time. I mean, he's he's a great writer and he's a really good writer for this. Um, I, I'm using the article from the New Republic, which is a great article. I don't I don't know about this news source, but it's it has like an odd audio uh track to go along with it so you can have it read to you if you want but i mean so it's based about what yeah it's based on the town of grafton and wait why is that relevant why is it relevant that it'll read it to you did you have them read it to you no i read it i'm i can read okay are you saying that my audience needs it read to them i mean if you're You're not even giving them the link if you're i mean if you're busy and you're going to work yeah you can find the link in the bio to um, what of my show (laughs) <laughs> yeah you need your own blog to post links in remind me to work on that okay so okay so great you found this great website where they'll read to you because you're a child and then what mm. did the what did the nice computer lady say you know and you can choose the voices too if you want um, yeah i'd Google like an app. old an 
old woman. That's an option. Well, and they and they also are not gender specific with them, and so you can choose. I'd love an old non-binary entity. No, like, but that's not what they, they say. Like you an can, ancient, do... just flat platypus. <laughs> they do like fruited, fruit-based color. So fruited. It's like, so you can do like lime, colors. and the lime is like kind of a teenager lady, you know, who just got out of journalist school. You know, like a nice lady teen. Yeah. But it could be. Anyway, so we're so it's set in Grafton, New Hampshire. Yeah, and the back in the nineties, so um, a John uh, Bobbiars is a software designer, and they they make a joke about him. They say he's kind of like Krusty the Clown. He laughs like Krusty the Clown, and he he was kind of a libertarian, and he goes there, and you know he's he's kind of retired, probably like you know working on you know small projects or whatever um odd jobs yeah he's but, off the grid well grafton kind of has a history already of being like this is grafton new hampshire new hampshire uh come yeah so like even in the past you know they you know people in grafton like ran off lo- uh, royalist law enforcement that were coming to collect uh lumber for the king and you know oh they, so this was an old established community kind of it just has a history and, yeah, and, yeah yeah okay but it's it's a small town though it's got like 800 people you know and so this guy comes and he like joins the fire department and he tries to run for mayor, but like kind of fails. He tries running for governor on the libertarian ticket. Doesn't, doesn't get it. Um, the bids are high for his office. He fails, uh, but his, his ambitions remained undimmed. And in 2004, uh, him and Rosalie, who is his wife connected with a small group of libertarian activists, uh, <clears throat> And, you know, with its and Grafton, with its lack of zoning laws and low levels of civic participation, they chose Grafton to kind of, you know, kind of take over. Um, when do you was this? This is so this takes place kind of in the late 90s, first all, but it starts there. Oh, and so, okay. so this isn't like a thousand years ago. No, no, no. And then but they, you know, but they're in. So this town starts to kind of develop. And they've got like John Connell from Massachusetts. He said he arrived on a mission of, from God and liquidated his savings and brought uh, the historic Grafton Center Meeting House. So he bought the historic Grafton Center Meeting House and turned it into the Peaceful Assembly Church, which is kind of not really a church. It's kind of like this art collective, but he kind of did it so he wouldn't have to pay taxes. And uh, and they make a joke because it's like you're. So late '90s, this guy starts this art collective in this a different guy, but it's the oh. same. It's part of the group. Okay, but it, but Tool. they yeah. I'm lifting off the people. I'm listing off the people who went there. It's like Adam Franz, uh, who's a self-described anti-capitalist who set up a tent city, which was a planned community, and uh, uh, Richard Angel, who's an anti-circumcision activist named Dick, like who has the name Dick Angel, mm-hmm. uh, Dick Angel, Dick Angel, and and so on and and. These uh, are I of... really wanted to call the episode Fat Little Debbie. But so far we have literal cat shit and Dick Angel, Dick Angel. beating them out. Yeah. Uh, Dick Angel and the libertarian bears. Well, so they take over this town and and you know they so they they slashed the town's already tiny yearly budget of 1 million by 30% obliged uh, and obliged the town to fight a legal test case like legal test cases. Um, and staged absurd uh, standoffish encounters with the sheriff to rack up YouTube hits. Gra- uh, so it was. A, so they was, were like trolling. 
They were like really they like, l- like living trolls. Well, yeah, it's kind of like when like your aunt who's kind of like you know estranged comes to your house and wants to like rearrange everything for the worse or like put that away and change the music you know like like but it's just so they were really stirring it up out there yeah they were really it was like anarchy but they thought they were doing something and so like potholes multiplied and uh, domestic disputes proliferated violent crime started spiking uh, and town workers started going without heat uh despite several promising efforts um a robust uh Rondian private sector failed to emerge because the budget they cut so much of the budget yeah to lower taxes but then the stuff they cut was like potholes and like utilities and stuff yeah well they well people started losing just money they this the, the town itself was, it was just, just falling apart in like economic disrepair yeah and well they they would they couldn't replace public services kind of like that um right. so uh it was a haven for uh for miserable people uh, and they called it a town gone feral. And then they ended with enter the bears stage, right? So like, meanwhile, there's like this really weird thing happening where these very, so these like extraordinarily intelligent and, but also extraordinarily violent bears started showing up these black bears. Why are they so smart? They don't know. They have no idea. It's like, it's, it's a complete anomaly. Oh. There are these extraordinarily intelligent and there's a bunch of them. And they're black bears. They're black bears. Are black bears dangerous? Black bears are you. Well, they're not. I mean, you can actually. You what they encourage you to do is to make sure that you make are, yourself. Are black look bears big. dangerous? Yes. Okay. But not. But not super dangerous. Not usually. as. Not like grizzly bears. Not. Yeah. They're. They're not, not nearly as big. Yeah. But they got to be a little dangerous. They. They certainly fuck your dog up, right? Yeah. Well, and that's what they were doing. Like they went up and they. they there was like a woman. With her cats, I don't know. It says playing with her cats. I was like, that's a little fucked up. Cats don't then, play. <laughs> yeah. And the bear just came up and just ate two of them. Just like easily. <laughs> but so, but the problem is, is this libertarian town started disagreeing on how to deal with them. So With the bears? With the bears. So like there was one, there was like this Patty Smith kind of lady who's like, we like was like feeding them. They, she was setting up like big buckets of grain and donuts and like feeding them and inviting them. She was like, we need to... Um, speak to them. We need to, you know, make this relationship. And once we have an understanding, they'll, you know, be fine. And then there are like other... they won't eat us if we feed them donuts and corn in a box. Right. The, yeah. And, you know, attract them like raccoons. But, you know, big, uh... fluffy raccoons. <laughs> but like they're, they attacked three women in their homes. Not at the same time. It wasn't like three women. It was a coordinated attack. Yeah. They all hung outside the doors, <laughs> like in the village. And they said, what? Yeah, right. Three, and they went in there and they yeah. messed them all up at once. That's horrifying. It is. It's because a small town like that, you can't have a, a crime response to three simultaneous bear attacks. Yeah. There's not all three of them are going to get the help they need on time. It's just not possible in a in a in a free, truly wild west type of situation. But it's hilarious because it's these like Facebook troll guys who pose with their drum with their with sorry with their guns not their drum sets with with their their guns they pose with their drums (laughs) oh you know drummers bro (laughs) yeah but they're like posing with like machine guns grafton already like new hampshire already has like the most like per capita the most like machine gun owners ever and like but they they're all posing their guns and they're online like i'm a survivalist like i don't need the fucking you know government like they're these guys and they're like they're the survivalists and they go out there and they and and it's almost it's just so so beautiful. It's such a beautiful analogy, and nature is just like 
no, <laughs> like no, no. Like there's a reason you have all this government infrastructure, and it's to keep real wildlife out of your nice little woodland community, Chet. Right. And it just shows how much they rely on like the metropolitan, the sorry, the the, uh, the, metro, uh, the, the metropolis, metropolitan, the metro, yeah, metropolitan like uh, lifestyle infrastructure. That's infrastructure. really what we're talking about here. Is that, um, you know, uh, a state government would uh, have, uh, and, and I'm sure there's federal versions of this uh zach is online hey zach yes we're live guys i think i I think we're gonna survive i think we're gonna make it i think we're gonna i bought some new toys i'm hoping we have a better video quality uh a a more consistent stream um and we were talking about libertarian bears what was i saying we were talking about i was just talking about how it's like this these ideologies that kind of relied on that's the thing yeah it's a privilege it's a privilege exactly to um have the freedom and the safety and security to believe and practice however you want to believe and practice right right because um here's the thing um a state still has conservation departments right that do things like for example if you have an invasion of highly intelligent black bears in a lovely woodland community in New Hampshire, they could relocate some of those bears and do controlled operations to kind of uh, shoo them away. That and, and you know if you're if you're living in a trailer park where everyone's got guns and gold in the mattress because they're just living out loud, um, you don't necessarily have that kind of protection and that kind of proven strategic uh approach so okay so they're having this problem with these bears the bears are attacking people they're killing cats and the townsfolk disagree on how to deal with the bears that's i think where i stopped you was after the three simultaneous bear attacks well and essentially so it just leads to the conclusion of the article which is like so they have disenfranchised the government and these and the literally they're they they it's just non-existent, and so. So, what do you mean? They they're literally just left to fend for themselves, and the conclusion of the article is left with, um, it says, "Meanwhile, the dreams of numerous libertarians uh, uh, came to ends, variously dramatic and quiet. A real estate a real estate development venture known as Grafton Gulch, in homage to the dissonant enclave. Uh, homage. Homage. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, at. Uh, the Atlas shrugged when belly up, which was like one of the organizations there after losing a uh, last ditch effort to secure tax exemption, a financially ruined right. Connell found himself unable to keep the heat on the meeting on at the meeting house in the midst of the brutal winter. He waxed apocalyptic and then he died in a fire, <gasps> <laughs> which is just so it's so like how Jonestown. Many lady, how many people got killed by the bears? Do we know? Um, I don't think it's, it doesn't. Were there any? Well, I think it does actually in the article. I can. No, that's fine. It's not, I'm so enough people started, um, having real problems with the bears that they, nobody lives there anymore. Correct. Yeah. I think there was only one or two actual deaths. I think this, that's what I heard from this, but it was, there were definitely a lot of attacks there were, and it just began to be, be, and they can't, so you can't shoot them actually. Technically it's illegal to shoot bears unless you have a license. And that was kind of also ironic. Um, this is such a great point. That did you know Mark Zuckerberg did a thing where um, he only ate meat that he killed and butchered himself for a year? That's so weird. That's like the Joe Rogan elk thing. Yeah. Um, which I'm kind of, yeah, yeah. Who can afford to do that is right. 
is yeah. exactly right. That's so so you're right because it's like that level of privilege where it's like I am a free person, so I'm going to take my F350, my AR15 and I'm going to get a cabin in the woods and we don't need no government out here and then the bears show up. Yeah. Well, and and it's just but also just the the ending of it is like you described it as poetic in the text message. Yeah, I mean, it's the the ending of this is like the. I mean, it's it's like Jonestown. This this guy who owns this weird church set himself on fire, and like oh, he set himself on fire. I mean, he dies in a fire, but I like to imagine it that it's he's probably just it was like, probably his fault. But you don't think yeah. it, you're saying it's more poetic if it was intentional? Yeah, it would be like I like to imagine that it was maybe intentional, but yeah, I don't want to mislead the truth. But um, no, I was just checking. Franz Franz quit his survivalist commune, which soon uh, walled itself off into a prison-like compound, the, bad, the better to enjoy freedom. Uh, and John uh, Babiars, uh, the, uh, the erstwhile uh, inaugurator of the project... I lost track of what the sentence even is. I know. Okay, became the target of relentless vilification by the former ideological cohorts. So they all turned on each other. Right. They turned on their leader, uh, who did not appreciate his refusal to let to let them enjoy uh, unsecure blazes on high wildlife risks uh, risk afternoons. So he wasn't letting them go and hunt the bears. Uh, when another high profile libertarian social engineering enterprise. Yeah, and the then the one lady was feeding him. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and yeah, right. Like, why, why aren't you showing up at her house? Uh, the Free State Project. So this other kind of organization comes in and says the Free State Project uh, received natural attention by promoting a mass influx to New Hampshire in general. Uh, and the Free the Freetown Project's fate was sealed. So like the another kind of organization came in uh, and like kind of took over. Um, and I mean, I, I think like it was, it was essentially like gentrified, I think is what is implied here. Um, and, and Grafton became just another town in a state with many options, uh, options that did not have the same problem with bears. So like, it was just, it was taken over by, it, it got attention. Of so another it's not group. up and coming. It's not a yeah. bastion of libertarianism. It's kind of just a town that has bears in it. Yeah. Well, they got rid of the bears, I guess. The, the I guess they they were able. The government able finally to. came in and eradicated the bear eradicated infestation. The bear, the I'm hoping they were all humanely relocated. Yeah, because <laughs> you said they were highly. I bet you they were planted. I bet you the government said, "Fine, if you don't want us to come in there and fill potholes, and you don't want to pay taxes, guess what? We have a bushel of highly intelligent black bears." Right. I apologize for the delivery on that. <laughs> I was very excited about get, about talking about this article. We're not actually done yet. That was a false stop. Joe, I really appreciate your level of research on the uh, the libertarian bears. I did not know we were going to go on the whole trip. I love it. I love them. That needs its own podcast. I had a couple things that I've really been trying to practice in my own life that I kind of part of the show is we're supposed to have positive affirmations every week. So we talked about everything I'm mad about. And let's talk about how to deal with some of those things. Are you ready, Joe? Okay, number one. Please be aware of what people are dealing with when considering judgment of their behavior. But that goes both ways. Be compassionate and responsive, overreactive when trying to decode messages from another person. But also please consider what your audience is carrying with them emotionally or psychologically before you speak to them. I had some lady pop off at me all crazy at work the other day 
mm-hmm. just I mean I was I was absolutely dumbfounded by the level of uh, venom and an unsolicited sort of uh, uh, interaction and you know and I had to step back and I had to really say listen especially in the industry I work in we're all under a lot of stress right now obviously this was a miscommunication think about the stress she is under but then I also didn't want to back down and say that um, that, that was the end of it I also maybe need her to consider that I- I'm in this boat with you lady and maybe you need to be a little nicer You know what I mean? So I'm thinking about that because you and me talked about this a couple weeks ago uh, with the election is that think about the stress and the anxiety people were going into the voting booth with. Nothing has changed except for now we don't have to vote. Many of us are are out in um, situations that make us uncomfortable every day because of the nature of what we're dealing with. And so I want you to expect people to be a little more patient with you. And then I want you to be a little more patient with everybody else. Yeah, it is a little bit. I think I, there are some patrons at the restaurant that are a little bit more chill now, you know, for for the lack of better word. I think it's 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 going better. I think <laughs> with the with the everybody being more uh, yeah compassionate. But what was she mad at you about? Oh, it wasn't even. It was just an offhanded kind of a uh, a comment. It wasn't even. That's not even the part that's that's necessary. The coworker. Sure, you know, and these things happen. This is normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, teaching is hard. I, I'm, my girlfriend's a teacher, and you know, she says that the amount of, um, yeah, the the amount of passive aggression that happens is pretty uh, tough. A lot of very close quarters at the school house. Really, rock schoolhouse rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was kind of, I was dealing but, with... So that's the thing. It's like, I mean, a lot of people, especially if you have to work w- closely with other people, like people that work in schools do, you know, I just want uh, people to have a little more grace with one another. Yeah. I think people are um, getting aggravated with people too quickly, and I also think people are probably, like myself, getting a little too sensitive when people um, maybe are, express some anxiety. or, or And it's just helped me emotionally in my life to really try to reflect on all those conversations and really think about uh, instead of just having fights with people in my head, I try to, re- I try to, I try to coach myself into deescalating those arguments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Are you out of juice from no, the no, bears? I'm, no, I was just, uh, you're the only one here. I would rather, I, I more enjoy talking about outrage and how this person, that's is what I'm saying, but bitch. we had so much of that today. I got mad at, at, um, dating app racism. We got mad at the conspiracy of Microsoft, you know, uh, with the election guard. We got mad at um, what else? What else we get? We got so mad today. And I want to think, take that out into your life. Take that little bit out into your life where you don't have to be so mad. Yeah. Try to try to respond instead of react. Speak to the emotion, not from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess that would just I think what the problem is is that that requires that I have more control over my life than I do. And with the school stuff, like so I don't have any like teacher affirmation. They don't really know what I'm doing until the exam rolls around. And the frustration I have with that is like not only did I have like a really hard time, like I feel like not only, like the teacher has less responsibility now for college students. And I feel like I'm just kind of they're kind of like 
they threw a book at me and then like put me in like the silence of the lambs pit and then they're just like you know we'll let you out when uh when you can take this test and uh, get a perfect score and i'm like what about like weekly visits could <laughs> i have like a can like, I have the, can you kind of court me through yeah, the process a little yeah, bit? Where's could, the bedside manner? Yeah, could I have a, a lunch? Can um, I get a sandwich? Can yeah. I get a sun butter sandwich? No! <laughs> I know. You put the test in the basket. Put the... <laughs> put the... Put it... Did you use the right pencil? Yeah, right. And then I'm like... And I'm so... Because I just... And the frustration with that is like... Is, is I... So I'm spending like weeks... You know, I spent like a week studying for this test... And everybody's around like, you know, what is going? Why are you so upset? And you need to like, you need to, did you try going for a walk? Did you try going for, I'm like, no, I've got so much to learn right now. I'm, I'm like, I'm working my ass off and it's really frustrating. And, and I think that's actually the problem is, is I just, I think I, the responsibility of some people, you know, and what I'm not getting paid for is just really high right now. And I'm really, it's really hard. I'm really and I think out. you're going to find that's a lot of the, I mean, like we, like we talked about, I go to a fast food place this morning. I had to pay the guy at the second window. That's how short staff they were. They didn't have a window lady. Oh my and you know, I love my window lady. That's a two step process. I like having my window lady. I had to hand him my phone. So he could go Apple pay at the kiosk across the way. This is the apocalypse. I mean, what? I can't get an Apple fritter. I can't get a fat little Debbie <laughs> at six in the morning when I'm trying to calf up and prepare for my day out in this psychotic. I have to wear a mask. I've been smelling the apple fritter all day because I had a mask on. Yeah. And I can't get one lady to take my payment and the other gentleman to hand me my fritter. Yeah. I really, you know, I think actually. At this but point, God is good. God is good. God is good every day. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> I really, I think if I could substitute for all the sugar intake that I need to get, to get real in the morning, I, yeah. I would love to just replace with like getting the shit beaten out of me. Yeah. Wake some, me up and just, just fucking lay me out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, I want to wake up fighting for my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hold honestly. me down like you're going to sacrifice my spirit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that way I can I can approach my homework and be like that way I have the adrenaline going, you know, I can yeah. probably evacuate my bowels very swiftly yeah. and I can get started with my day. You know, in college I I you know, we energy drinks were still really big. Oh man. And I was Venom. still I was still maybe even sometimes doing corn syrup even though it's not my favorite. I do avoid the high fructose corn syrup. Gets me so high. And so I thought, well, what if I just carried around little packets of hot sauce because the spicy will give me the adrenaline boost, and then I'll drink water, and I'll be hydrated, and it'll be perfect. Real talk. That's I'm going to try that. No cap, fam. Yeah. No cap. Yeah. Full send. No cap. I, I don't even know what that one means. I'm usually really good with those. Yeah. I, I just – I mean, honestly, at this point, that's the way I feel. I mean, like, if I could just have it all like, – if, 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 if my homework could be the nicest part of my day, that's actually what I need. I was really good at homework. Yeah. Maybe if we had like a draft, like if I'm like, you can either fucking die for the corporation or you can do some math homework. I'd be like fucking math homework all day. I'm, there are people dying for well, the that's corporation. The plan. We're going to get back to war here in a minute. Biden has never met a, a war he couldn't vote for. So um, that's, the, that's what I'm praying on. He's going to launch some missiles, like I mentioned, just because, you know, he needs the other half of the country to know that he'll do it. He'll. Pss, 
<laughs> I'll, he'll pop he'll pop it off i'll fucking do it he'll he will do it he's gonna prove that he can do it he's gonna find somebody that's got anthrax oh did we we didn't even get into anthrax today that's not for now that was a different podcast that's got to be a different we can't right now with the with the anthrax don't even with the anthrax with me mm-hmm. google it it's yeah. it, but yeah, he's going to find a reason to launch a missile, and that's good. I hope he does. And then uh, Kamala's going to give us a choice. We're either going on the Great Eastern Vacation, or we're going to study real hard. Bringing drones back, baby. Yeah, I think we're going to bring the drones back. Oh, yeah, Biden loves a drone. Oh, my gosh. Biden loves a drone. Joe Obama. They loved a drone. And listen, I think we need to get drones better. I think drones need to be better. I think we need to kill less babies at funerals. And I think we need to kill more actual threats so we can harvest their lithium and make cell phone batteries. It was a funeral. (laughs) Woo! Oh, the healing power. I feel so much better. Uh, Make sure you check out Live Music by Jacob V wherever you stream or buy music online. We are on Spotify. We have a live album we put out last year. If you miss live music, it's guerrilla style, baby. It's a great way to go back and listen to what a rock show used to sound like in a club that uh, you were making people listen to a band. It takes me way back. The Mad Magician. Also find us on... uh, Yeah, remember that place? Also find us on... Uh, Twitter, I'm Malachi Envy on Twitter, on Instagram, Jacob Allen V. That's A L A N V I. Jacob with a C. Of course, share Jacob V Weekly. We are back on Spotify. Our last two episodes delayed posting to Spotify because of a tactical issue on our end that has since been resolved. So you may have a lost episode you didn't know about. Go back and find it if you're a Spotify listener. The McRib is back. The McRib is back right now. Yeah. I know what I know what I know what I'm having for dinner. See you next week.